Welcome to Reinventing Professionals, a podcast hosted by industry analyst Ari Kaplan, which shares ideas, guidance, and perspectives from market leaders shaping the next generation of legal and professional services. This is Ari Kaplan, and I'm speaking today with Joe Garber, the Global Head of Product Marketing for Information Management and Governance at Microfocus a global software company that, among many other tools, develops security and risk solutions, as well as predictive analytics. Hi, Joe. How are you? Good, thank you. Thank you for having me. Oh, it's a privilege. So tell us about your background and your role at Microfocus. Well, as you you mentioned, I'm global head of product marketing for the information management governance portfolio at Microfocus, which is the seventh largest pure play software company in the world today. Within that portfolio, we have products such as Idle, an analytics tool. We also have e-discovery, archiving, secure content management products, uh, all under the, the umbrella of what we typically call information governance. My background goes back quite a ways, actually, in e-discovery and information governance. Going back about 12, 13 years or so, I was with a company called Zantaz, which acquired one of the pioneers in e-discovery, a company called Steelpoint. Zantaz was, was ultimately acquired by Autonomy, which was acquired by HP, which has since been acquired by Microfocus, at least the software assets. Uh, in the middle of all that, I, I went and ran marketing for a company called Renew Data, which is an archiving uh, and e-discovery company based in Austin, Texas as well. Why is the legal industry so interested in predictive analytics? If you believe that information is doubling every 12 to 18 months, the, the storage, uh, the volumes that we have available, the amount of information to go through for any specific legal matter becomes more and more difficult because of all the, the data that comes in and has to be analyzed. And, and of course, predictive analytics has is, is come into e-discovery as, as an opportunity to go through with, depending on what research you look at, as good a quality as human you know, eyes on review for information, but much, more, much, much more quickly. And of course, when you're paying by the hour to have attorneys review information, the faster you can do it, the better it is, especially if the quality is is equal or better, the the better it is for for corporations. So that's where predictive analytics has really made its foray into the legal world. But, you know, what what you're seeing now is more and more organizations are looking at predictive analytics on the front end of things as well, not just in response to litigation, but you're you're starting to see organizations desiring to use uh, predictive analytics to pre-classify information well before any legal matters come into play to determine does this information fall under a certain regulation or does it present greater risk than other information. You know, that those types of broad classes and, and to get insight into information in advance that can expedite your downstream legal review is where predictive analytics is now making a greater impact in total. How do you see the way professionals approach security and risk changing in 2018? there are a couple of different answers to that. The first answer is that they're looking at security and risk much more holistically. You know, historically, you you had organizations looking at information security breaches and application risk and compliance and legal and, and privacy, you know, all in different silos. And looking at technology solutions that addressed 
each one of those different silos. And for good reason. Most providers, most technology wasn't deep enough and the technology didn't have a broad enough, maybe portfolio is a better way to describe it, to be able to address all of those challenges. But as you see consolidation in the industry and you see more more technology coming into play within certain vendors that can address multiple different facets of risk, you see organizations naturally looking for opportunities to address risk more holistically. So having a solution in place from a single vendor that allows them to address things like GDPR, the General Data Privacy uh, Regulation, for example, for privacy based out of the EU, as well as risk for compliance with something like Dodd-Frank, as well as just general protection of, of risk around security breaches. By addressing all of those, organizations can be much more strategic in, in how they address the situation and much more efficient by having one single pane of glass to be able to address all those different types of risk. And so that naturally leads to greater efficiencies and lower costs, but also, in, in most cases, uh, lower risk for them as a, as a whole because they're looking at, at their information from, from a single point of view. And so I think that's, that's the big answer to your question, but there are some things that are going to impact how organizations look at risk in 2018 that are a little more specific. And, and I mentioned one a second ago, the General Data Privacy Regulation, GDPR, out of, out of the EU. And, and that applies not just to organizations that are based in the EU, but any organization that collects information, even a single EU citizen. So that naturally would apply to any, any multinational organization that has a customer uh, in the EU that, that provides any sensitive information, personal information, such as social security numbers or health information or, or credit card numbers, uh, addresses even for that matter. Um, and so, you know, the, the, the risk of, of not complying with GDPR for any of these organizations is, is the potential of fines and sanctions, which are, are well laid out by GDPR. But if, if you talk to many of the organizations that we talk to, the, the bigger concerns about not complying with GDPR are, are, are downstream of that. And that can be things like litigation by not complying and the impact of brand and the customer perceptions of, of you as an organization. So GDPR is coming into effect in May of 2018. Uh, MIFID II is another regulation that just came into effect in 2018, just on January 3rd. There's this macro factor of, of organizations want to look more holistically, and then you have these very specific things that are that organizations are wrestling with to, today with, with new regulations around privacy, in particular with GDPR, uh, that, that will have an impact on organization stra IT strategies uh, in 2018 as well. Given how important they are, what are the challenges to encouraging enterprises to adopt stronger strategies in this area? It's hard to find an owner in an organization. It, when, when you define risk as broadly as, as I just did, and as many organizations are today, you, you start to hit CISOs, you start to hit compliance, you start to hit legal organizations. And so you know, having an owner that is responsible for addressing all of those challenges, more importantly, perhaps writing a check to, to buy the technology to solve all of those problems in a more holistic manner becomes a bit of a challenge. Now, you know, that said, what you see more and more often today is customers looking at organizations, I should say, looking at bringing in a chief information governance officer, chief data officer, appointing that kind of role within the organization to help address those problems because these organizations are conscious that that has been historically a problem in the past. 
So that's that's been the you know frankly the biggest challenge, and and I think the the other one is, you know, if, if you roll up what what I'm talking about, it's really about information governance and the historical problem beyond having a point person to to lead the charge, has been to to make a business case for it. While it's easy for for me to say and for organizations to realize that there's probably savings associated with getting out ahead of litigation, rediscovery, redisclosure in the UK, for example, or getting out in front of compliance, they, they still tend to, the savings tend to be soft cost savings, meaning that it's more of an insurance policy. And, you know, with more organizations looking for hard business cases, that becomes a bit of a challenge to make that, that case, even though intellectually they know that there's benefit there. What's interesting is as you start to look at information governance, it's information governance is really kind of changing the, the tide around e-discovery, around, uh, and in fact, using predictive analytics in many cases, because what you're seeing is more organizations looking at their old applications, their old data, with a heavy dose of, of predictive analytics, of, or at least an, an analytical framework, making some decisions on disposing of those old applications, which, by the way, are the, are the most targeted from a breach perspective because they're sort of unknown, unmanaged, don't typically have the, the latest software security patches associated with them. So you have organizations get, getting rid of the old applications they no longer need. You have organizations getting rid of the, the old data that, that has no value, that doesn't fall under compliance uh, regulations, that has no value. And, and so you know, when, you, when you add those two things up, you, you move from a soft savings to a hard savings around applications and maintenance and so forth, not to mention storage and administration and so forth, that delivers an ROI. So historically, the challenge has been around two things. Again, one being the point person, but two, having the business case. You're seeing a point person come in in many organizations. You're certainly seeing ROIs now come in with the opportunity to get rid of old applications and old data, as I said. So we're, we're seeing that, that tide change. And what does the rise of these kinds of tools indicate about the trajectory of the legal industry? One, you're seeing more organizations look at risk more holistically. And so you know, the legal industry, is, as it relates to e-discovery historically, has really has historically been around the EDRM framework, which is a framework for laying out the processes for e-discovery. Historically, the, the right-hand side of this framework, which is really a bit more around getting to the information, analyzing the information, getting it ready for use in court, and, and, and potentially even presenting it in court, that's where the legal industry has is, is really looked at predictive analytics and risk management. But what you're seeing is more and more organizations looking at the front end, which is when, when data is being created and before, again, legal matters come into play, or investigations for that matter, more and more organizations are trying to get out in front of things, again, pre-classify information, uh, get, get information consolidated in, in a certain place so, so they can apply analytics to it to, to break down the, the, the data silos that have historically impeded the opportunity to analyze information because you know, analytics is only as good as the amount of information you can look at with it by consolidating information, getting access to data in different repositories, applying analytics to it, you're, you're getting out in front of, of litigation, having a better opportunity to, to truly get the, the benefit of what early case assessment was historically meant to be, which was you know, less about determining the costs of, of litigation, more about 
what's my risk exposure? By having the, the ability to analyze information earlier on, you can really get that, that understanding of what your risk exposure might be, not just your cost exposure, but also your risk exposure in, in applying these types of analytics. And so I think, I think that's really one of the big things that you're seeing that's changing. And, and I'd add one other thing, too, which is litigation has historically been an expense to an organization. And, inform, and let, me, let me even broaden that a little bit more, information governance, of which you discover your litigation as it relates to electronic information, has been historically looked at as being on the, on the cost side of the ledger, if you will. But because more and more organizations are dealing with risk earlier on, and again, breaking down those data silos, applying analytics, there's another side to the balance sheet, if you will, not just risk and cost anymore, but by getting insight into your information and understanding that information earlier on, more and more organizations are now using that kind of insight to deliver or derive value from their information to help their organization grow. And so you have you know, the, the balance sheet of being one side risk and cost, the other being value. More organizations are, are looking at their investments in information governance uh, from the perspective of not just what is this going to cost and how are we going to save money, but also can I derive, can I understand best practices? Once I already have this information uh, and, and have gotten control of it because I had to for compliance reasons, for legal reasons. But, but now, what insights can I get into my customers? What insights can I get into my own operation? Are there parts of my business that are being underfunded based on the information I see? Or are there M&A opportunities available? Uh, there are brokers in this particular case. The, the best performing brokers in this particular bank were demonstrating certain qualities, what they were saying to whom, when, through, through what medium. And they were able to identify those best practices and put them into HR to train other brokers that way and to hire other people that demonstrated those characteristics. So you know, you're starting to see this extension of, of what was a very small but important box within organizations of investing in analytics and risk management for a very specific reason now being leveraged by other parts of the organization. And I think that's what's really exciting as we go into 2018. This is Ari Kaplan speaking with Joe Garber, the Global Head of Product Marketing for Information Management and Governance at Microfocus, a global software company that, among many other tools, develops security and risk solutions as well as predictive analytics. Joe, thank you very much. Thank you. Thank you for listening to the Reinventing Professionals podcast. Visit ReinventingProfessionals.com or AriKaplanAdvisors.com to learn more.